I'm James Waller. I'm Marissa Hoskins. And this is the Teaching It Real podcast. On today's episode of the Teaching It Real podcast, we're talking about a quite serious issue in education, which is mental health. And today, for a change, we've got a special guest here, who's Megan, a friend of ours, who is a guidance counselor at an international school here in Hong Kong. Hello, everyone. So, Megan, could you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So I work with teenagers about 15 to 18 years old. And what I do is a mix of the social and emotional counseling as well as preparing for life after high school. So what are some of the big mental health issues that students in international schools are coming to you with in Hong Kong? Well, I mean, it's a variety like you would probably find in a lot of places. But some of the trends that we see are academic-related stress and anxiety. Um, There are also issues related to depression, self-harm, disordered eating, Um, and these are in, you know, boys and girls, older and younger teenagers. On a side note, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but my dogs are currently having a UFC fight, so I apologize for the background noise. Um, But so my question for you is, so do you find that culture influences some of these big mental health issues that you're seeing as and do you think this is more of a trend in international schools as opposed to maybe schools in Canada's or other local schools well I wouldn't say that culture is necessarily a cause of any mental health issues but the difference in cultures that students are experiencing between maybe their home life and their school life can definitely exacerbate some of these situations. So, for example, in a school where most of the teachers are coming from a North American background, but the students are coming from a Confucian heritage cultural background, there might be some mixed messages. So teachers are saying, you know, follow your dreams, money isn't what's important, do what you love and, and things will work out. But The sense from home is that success and happiness might come from being stable and having a traditional career and that money really is something that's going to set students up for happiness and success. So students are getting a lot of conflicting messages and often dealing with those two sets of messages and not knowing who to listen to and not wanting to disappoint anyone can put a lot of added pressure and make things even harder than they necessarily are. Um, now, you asked if that's more more likely to happen in international schools. I think definitely that mixture of different cultures might be more likely to happen in international schools. But these days, uh, with, you know, multiculturalism everywhere and global integration, I think it's happening more and more even in local schools around the world. Yeah, well, I'm thinking back to my experiences in China and well, what you had said that there's a discrepancy between the messages that these kids are getting in school and between the messages they're getting at home. But even from my experiences working um, in China and here in Hong Kong is that these kids are working an incredible amount of hours. And I have seen firsthand um, of the stress that that can cause on students. So for example, when I was working in China, I was teaching at a Canadian school, but so the students would attend all of their Canadian classes throughout the day and then after three they would then spend four five or six hours a night studying for their Chinese diploma so these kids would come to class and they'd be asleep and I mean they're teenagers how um, and this happens also a lot in in Hong Kong as well a lot of these kids have external schools and they're expected to study x amount of hours outside of this school and I mean what does that do to students when they're not getting enough sleep and also just not having enough time to be teenagers right 
You're right. And I think that's becoming an increasing problem that we're seeing in schools. These kids are super hardworking and they're enthusiastic and they're excited about so many things, but there just aren't enough hours in the day for them to be following these really rigorous curriculum as well as all their extracurricular activities. So obviously your lack of sleep really breaks down the defenses that your brain has. So a situation that might be a bit frustrating if you were well-rested and well-nourished and balanced lifestyle might be overwhelming if you're struggling to keep up with, you know, just your healthy lifestyle habits. And if that continues long term I mean uh, short bursts of stress are okay and they actually make us stronger but really prolonged chronic stress is hard on your body it's hard on your mind and these students are having what we used to see as breakdowns in adults they're having them in their teenage years and they just don't have the coping strategies to really come out the other side they do need to be getting help from people who know what they're doing Absolutely. And I think um, teachers need to be more aware of this and more cognizant about what these kids are going through because, you know, there's a big push now in international schools and schools around the world to be doing inquiry-based learning and doing these large-scale projects that involve so much thought and effort, which are amazing, and I'm a big proponent for them. But we do need to be cognizant of the fact that you know, these kids are coming into our classes tired, exhausted. They might not necessarily be aware of that type of schooling. And coming in and having this open-ended nature of classes, they, you know, we need to be prepared for them to be frustrated and be, and sometimes be struggling within our classes. And I think sometimes teachers get really frustrated when they've planned these really innovative lessons and aren't really understanding why the students aren't engaged or they're distracted or they're asleep. And I think we need to be more aware of teachers at what these kids are going through in their home lives and be more I guess, compassionate towards that? Absolutely. And I think a lot of schools are going through processes where they're trying to cut back the numbers of homework hours students are assigned every day or the number of assessments. You know, maybe students don't need five tests. Maybe it could be two tests and a project and all the same things are being evaluated. So there is definitely some good work that's going on. I think one of the setbacks is that a lot of students are not necessarily communicating with their teachers how much they're struggling. And parents are often reluctant to share that information as well. Um, Here in Hong Kong, there's still a great deal of stigma around mental health issues and struggling. So a lot of students tend to go through this alone, which makes it so much harder than if they really were getting support from the people around them. So on that note, what you were saying is, you know, a lot of these students are not sharing with their teachers, but what can teachers do? So what are some of the signs of mental health issues that teachers can recognize and how can teachers become more aware and build this into their classes, even if the kids are not directly coming to them with these issues? I'd say the number one thing to look for as you know your students is, you know, a big change. So some students who maybe were really outgoing and they love to participate, even if they didn't always have the right answers, when you see them starting to withdraw from those conversations in class, might be because they're missing the confidence or they just don't care anymore because there's so much else on their plate, that can be a really big warning sign. Um, A lot of things like skipping classes, you know, different behaviors, maybe bad attitude, all those sort of things that we tend to worry about can be signs. But often a lot of these students are really good at putting a smile on their face and saying hi every day and really hiding what's going on until they just can't manage it anymore. Yeah, so what is the solution? That's, the I think, the thing that we struggle with as teachers. And these kids are really struggling. And I mean, 
well, on my end, and I don't know if you think this is correct, I try to build in, you know, activities of mindfulness in the classroom, and I try to help my students with time management techniques. One of the things I do is as well is also try to eliminate the homework that I am giving my students because or just make sure that it is directly relevant. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear, but there are two dogs fighting in the background. So which is good because this is a heavy topic. So it's lightening the mood a little bit. (laughs) Next time I'll have to have a video of the dogs on here. But um, yeah, so anything else that you think that strategies that teachers can implement in the classroom or is there, do you think involving parents is a positive way to deal with um, with these mental health issues? I think a lot of the suggestions you just made are fantastic. So you're giving students a lot of strategies that they can use when they are feeling like there's something's going on that's out of their control or they're very stressed. Um, other things we can do is just continue to raise awareness about getting help with mental health and normalize it. You know, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, that everybody has ups and downs and that we can all do so much better if we're working with someone who can help us. So um, there was a mental health conference here in Hong Kong. It was the first one just run this academic year and it was a huge success. So there were experts from within the medical community, from within the education system, parents, students, and it was wonderful to see so many people coming out and really just advocating for proper help within the mental health field. So that was great. Um, I would also say just making sure that there are people available to to provide that assistance and continue to teach those coping strategies like the mindfulness that you were talking about and just keeping an eye on your students, being familiar with them and being uh, available if they do feel that they want to come and talk to you about what's going on in their lives. You know, without judgment, just to listen and maybe say if you feel comfortable that they might be, you know, inclined to speak to a guidance counselor or a social worker or somebody else who's available. Thank you so much, Megan, for speaking to us about this topic because it is such an important issue and there is still a stigma on mental illness, as you said. And I think the more we talk about this, the more we're aware of what these kids are going through, the more we can combat them as educators. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. So now we would like to hear from you. So have you had any experiences with your students struggling with mental health issues? What strategies did you have for dealing with them? So please leave us a comment below. um, And remember to like, subscribe, leave us a review. And you can reach me at Miss Hoskins Tech on Twitter. And you can reach James at Mr. Waller 15 on Twitter. And we'll link all our contact details below. Thank you so much. Have a great day.